this week. Rudy and Matt hit the road in their relationship. Is it a rocky one or is it smooth sailing? Also, Natasha and Ryan get a really iconic love song. How do they put their spin on it and does it sink or swim? Additionally, we got a breakdown of some of the judges on this episode. My name is John McCabe and this is The Reality Check. Welcome back. Episode 2 of The Reality Check, your Bachelor podcast giving you news, breakdowns, predictions in 15 minutes or less. Let's get into it. So we have week five of Listen to Your Heart, which is the Bachelor's new spinoff series um, revolved around rising artists, finding love, and it's all good and authentic. And I have my notes in front of me. We're just going to go through them all, and I'll tell you what they all mean. So um, it starts with a recap of last episode. And for those of you who may remember, Bree and Chris did drop the L word, and it, it does seem to me that they are the strongest couple in the group and they are definitely the ones to proverbially beat um but they were the first to drop the l word um so that bodes well for them going forward chris harrison does come into this episode and say that the couples are going on an adventure and they are doing so in true music style they're going to vegas on tour buses so um you know from my in my opinion that's honestly just really cool um you know being on a tour bus is um, nothing short of unique experience in and of itself. Um, so being able to have that experience is something that, um, you know, very unique. And I think it's one thing that this show is doing a really good job of when it comes to distinguishing itself as a separate entity from the rest of the Bachelor franchise. And what makes this unique is that these couples are traveling as couples, which, um, you know, anyone who's been on planes with their families um, who has siblings knows that traveling together with people you care about can get a little bit crazy. Um, don't we know it? So, um, that is definitely interesting. Um, and you know, people forget, but the bus is, it's a best case scenario for the bachelor producers because it's a date and a means of transportation all in one. Like, it's not like, Oh, they're going on a flight. Oh, Peter's a pilot. Yay. Um, it's like they're, they have to get to Vegas and they could fly, but they're going to throw them on a tour bus, which I think is just as crazy. So let's get into the other non-Chris and Brie couples. Um, first, we have Matt and Rudy. And the problem here is that their relationship is very fierce and intense. And it's either like really good or really bad. But, um, you know, it can be detrimental. And I think that definitely shows in the beginning of this episode because... Um, Rudy is on one level and Matt claims he's on another, but, you know, I believe that in the end, like the love does seem to be there. Um, Matt talks about how prior history is leading him to be maybe a little bit more unsure of what he has in terms of, um, his relationship with Rudy. But then again, like anything can happen. So, um, who knows? Um, and then they go into this really heartfelt moment um, with Trevor and Jamie on their tour bus. And Trevor starts playing this song. I don't know what song it is. But, um, you know, it's a really wholesome moment. It's like a serenade. But I wrote, but make it a love montage. Because it's a montage of all the couples, like, being all cute and cuddly and stuff. And things that single people just don't understand. Um, cricket emoji there. Um, anywho... Um, that was a really nice, fun moment. So, 
Um, and remember, the other couple here is Natasha and Ryan, who um, very physical, very um, intense passion. I think they definitely have a romantic connection. Their musical connection, to me, is to be foreseen. Um, and that's just out of, um, you know, they're two very different musical personalities. And um, that's bound to clash at some point. So when they get to Vegas, they're all staying in this, like, super suite at um, a hotel, um, the Nomad Hotel, which is this really famous hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, and, you know, they continue to go back to the storyline of Matt having his doubts and how um, he doesn't want to get hurt. He, they talk, he talks about how he is on track to getting to the point where he can say that he's falling in love with uh, Rudy, but he's not quite there, and that's okay. What you have to understand is this is a very quick move, moving process. So for him to be like, oh, I'm falling in love, like, it's that's just not the case. We see that on the regular show. Like, people don't fall in love right away. Like, Cassie didn't. Um, you know, Kelly didn't, even though Kelly's dating Peter now. Um, but, you know, I think it's it says something about, like, the depth of that. Like, he wants to be super sure before he jumps into anything. Um, so then we get into the dates. So my personal favorite date was the first date that they had, which was, um, Jamie and Trevor that, um, Jamie and Trevor get a date and they actually go to T-Mobile arena, which is sports arena hosts, things like UFC, um, boxing, uh, the Las Vegas golden Knights, um, athletic events, concerts, that kind of thing. Um, so they go skating, which is really nice. I guess Trevor played hockey in his past, which is really nice. Um, and Jamie continues to, like, doubt herself because she feels like she's not good enough for Trevor, but she clearly is. Um, so they had a really nice date. It was one of the better dates the Bachelor's put together. It's like sometimes a Bachelor will put together these dates where it's like, oh, let's drink wine in a empty field. Um, but this was really well done by them it wasn't really musical which is really nice it was just kind of like a really unique experience um and they end up cuddling on like a couch that they have set up on like the ice which is really cool um and he goes into this leading he goes like well i've only said the l word love um to two people in my life and um you know when i say it i want to be sure and so jamie in her head is being like he's gonna say it he's gonna say it i'm gonna say it um, and then he doesn't, and then Jamie's like, well, darn it, that's not ideal. Um, you know, I think that it was tough for her, but they, later on in the date, um, they get there and they talk about how they're, um, f they're falling in love with each other, each other, which is great. Then we get to Matt and Rudy, which is really nice because they end up at this like restaurant, bar, club type thing. Um, and all of a sudden for seemingly no reason whatsoever, Shaggy is there. Um, so it's like a Shaggy concert, which was really nice. That's now two series I've seen Shaggy perform on. So like good on him getting his, um, reality TV performance gig, um, rocking and rolling. So, um, that was nice. But the problem here was like the lead up to them talking about love was very wholesome and she had this really nice speech um, but she, so she says, oh, I'm falling for you, Matt. And Matt goes, Matt in his face goes, oh, crap. 
Like, what am I doing? Um, like, I don't feel this way. And there was this really long, awkward pause because he just goes, it's very brave of you to share your mind. Um, when she's like, I really just put my heart out there for you and you get nothing. Something doesn't add up there. Anyways. Um, so their date was really awkward. So that kind of leaves them in a rocky place. Bree and Chris, actually, they go to this really weird... So Bree and Chris end up at the Little White Chapel um, in Vegas, which is somewhere people go to go, like, get classically married in Vegas. Um, and so they end up singing at this couple's wedding, which was really wholesome and cute and intimate. Um, and it really fit their relationship. But, like, there's just something about the Little White Chapel um, to me, which is just, like, overall uncomfortable. And I think it goes back to this... Um, deep down fear I have back from watching Back to the Future 2. Um, but that's not important here. Um, anyways, their date was nice. Nothing to report there. After the, um, after the commercial, which came after Matt and Rudy's date, immediately cuts to Natasha and Ryan's date, where they're, like, literally in an empty field playing with construction vehicles and, like, like, sometimes Listen to Your Heart has a really good good date other ones are just really freaking weird and this was one of those really freaking weird ones so um it didn't really have any purpose but whatever so we get to the songs so um i'll just go through all the couples and their uh songs and how it went so first up was brie and chris they get um i can't help falling in love with you which is actually a song they sang on their first date so it was really nice wholesome full circle moment came out great they did great, and there's nothing to worry about there. Jamie and Ryan are getting a whole lot stronger. I forget what they were singing. Uh, oh, it was a Lady Antebellum song. But um, they did really good, and like, I think like because they also said that they're falling in love with each other, like that just kind of makes them a whole lot more confident, which is um, really important for their relationship going forward, which is nice. Um, Rudy and Matt sing the song Shallow, which, as some of you probably know, very iconic song, and um, if you watch the promos for this show, you know, like, this was one of the songs they used to, like, sell the whole show, um, and it actually went really well, and I think there's, like, a spark there when they perform that um, is kind of undeniable, and Matt kind of taps into that at the end of their performance, where he's like, I love performing with Rudy, like, I don't want to stop, like, I want this to happen, and then, um, so that was really awesome, and then we get to... Uh, Natasha and Ryan, who had Perfect by Ed Sheeran, which is such an iconic song. But they went and changed the arrangement. If this show has taught me anything about music, it's that couples who change arrangements do not do well. Because they're covering all these iconic love songs, and the minute you change them, that kind of ruins the effect for everyone. So, it it's not ideal. Nevertheless, they did. They went big, which is creative, and it started out really weird, but it got better. Um, but it was... they talked. The judges talked about a disconnect between them and them two as a couple, and I don't think it was necessarily a disconnect between them two as a couple more than it was a disconnect between the couple and then the music itself, which isn't necessarily something you can fault them for. But, unfortunately, at the end of the day... There's only four couples left, so any slip-up is a, a bad slip-up. So when we get to the roses at the end, um, ultimately, 
Jamie and Ryan get the first rose, which was um, shocking. Um, not Jamie and Ryan. Jamie and Trevor. I'm sorry. Um, I've been meaning to say Trevor this whole time. Anyways, um, Jamie and Trevor get the first rose, which is really nice. Um, then Rudy and Matt get the second rose, which is um, amazing as well. And so then you're left with Bree and Chris and Natasha and Ryan. And usually Bachelor franchise fans know that in a rose ceremony, you're left with two people. It could be either of them. Here, that's not the case. You know that Bree and Chris are way better than Natasha and Ryan. So unfortunately, Natasha and Ryan end up going home. And that's sad. I really like them. They're a very great couple, but they probably weren't one of the best left. So unfortunately, that's where it ends for them. And so next week, they're going to Nashville for the finale. One more episode here, then who knows what we're going to do. But we're going to do something with this podcast. That's the episode. I want to get into a little bit of news for you. It's not really news, but the judge... One, the Bachelor couple set of judges on this episode was Ari Luyendike and um, Lauren something. Now Lauren Luyendike. Um, I don't really like them. I'm not a huge fan. I'm glad that they found each other. I'm glad that they found love. Um, but, you know, he hung Becca out to dry. And there's just so many awkward things about that relationship that are just like, Dude, no. So, like, I'm glad he's happy. Um, but the one thing I do have in my notes about them as judges was, like, every time they'd pan, the camera would pan to the singer scene and in the background it's Ari and Lauren. Lauren would be the most stoic person ever, like, unanimated. And it was just, like, I don't know. It kind of reinforced, honestly, why I didn't like them. But um, nevertheless, uh, nevertheless... They were there. Again, I'm not huge fans of them. Ari's season was not great. Honestly, Bachelor Nation has really fallen flat as far as Bachelors go. So the past like three or four of them have all been absolute crap. It should have been Big Mike this past season. Should have been Big Mike. Anyways, that's all I got for you. Thanks for listening. You know, this is the Reality Check. My name is John. I will see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your week.